Hi, and welcome to the Paychex Business Series Podcast. My name is Gene Marks. I'm a certified public accountant, regular business columnist for a bunch of publications you probably know, like The Guardian, The Hill, Forbes, and Entrepreneur. But more importantly, I am a small business owner. My 10-person company provides financial and technology management services. I'm always in need of expert advice, and that includes real-life advice from real-life business owners like myself on how they're handling the challenges of running their small businesses. And that's what this podcast is all about. Today, I'm continuing my conversation with Julie Weiniger, who is the owner of Lulabelle's Ice Cream in Washington, D.C. Lulabelle's has been around. Julie, you told me, I think on a previous episode, about three years you've been running Lulabelle's, correct? Correct. Um, And you've got a handful of employees, ice cream shop in D.C., very popular shop. Julie is also the owner of another store as well, but we're talking about Lulabelle's right now. And um, when the pandemic hit, particularly when the order came down on March 16th, uh, Julie was forced, like many other uh, shop owners and restaurants in Washington, D.C., to just shut down. Uh, some of the steps that she took to conserve her costs at the time were to, uh, you know, she, she had to lay off her employees and directed them where to go for unemployment. She has not been paying her rent, although she's notified her landlord. Um, and she's been holding off on utilities as well. Those are her big expenses right now that she's brought under control. But Julie, we kind of alluded in the last podcast, and let's continue the conversation here. Ultimately, you reopened because... As it turns out, even though you're an ice cream shop, well, even though actually because you're an ice cream shop, you're considered to be an essential business, which to me makes complete sense. So <laughs> did you, so let's start from there. So first of all, how soon after you closed, did you realize you were an essential business? And then what did you do from there? Well, it wasn't, it wasn't so much that I didn't realize that I was an essential business to begin with. It was more... Well, you, always, you already knew, you always knew you were an essential business, yes. right? You sell ice cream, of course. Yeah, because you could always, you could always do takeaway. Right. And, and it wasn't, there was no limit in terms of like what kinds of places could do takeaway. Okay. But it was more like, how can I safely operate this for my employees and for the public? Okay. Which is why we closed. Um, and what ended up happening, it also the reopening also didn't necessarily happen because I thought, well, how can I operate as an essential business per se? What happened was I had a whole bunch of ice cream. Ice cream can stay fairly good in a freezer for a while, but I didn't know how long this was going to go on. And I thought this ice cream is going to get stale. So why don't we pack these pints and have a fundraiser for my employees, pack them into pints, just sell the pints, do contactless curbside pre-order, no payment exchange in person, get this ice cream out of here, do a fundraiser, get my employees some money, and let's just do this and get rid of the ice cream. That's really so, how it started. So I was just going to get rid of my ice cream. That's awesome, of course. Yeah. Uh, it's for, you know, for those of you that didn't hear our, uh, our previous podcast with Julie, I mean, Julie took specific actions to direct her employees where to go for unemployment resources because you knew, Julie, that uh, the unemployment situation was going to be a mess in your state. And the quicker that they got on it, the better. Yeah. Um, and I, I knew, so I, that same day, the 16th, I processed their payroll for the, I had I had money right to pay them for their previous hours work so they got all of the money that for any hours that they worked previously to March 16th we pro- I processed that payroll that day so that they would have that money 
And I knew going forward, like the next two weeks, if I didn't have any money, that there was no way that I could have run a payroll. Sure, of course. From now. So how long after this then did you decide to do this, this fundraiser a, for your employees? We did it that following Saturday. Wow. Basically. So we put the link up. I can't remember to pre-order the pints. Um, not exactly sure what day, but we put that up and we had, we sold out within just hours. Holy man. Now this is on Facebook. You did this or just on your website? Through Square. We do Square. it. We did it through Square mm-hmm. and just and on our website. So just using Square, you did that and you sold out. So everybody pre-ordered and then I pre-ordered. guess people have to come around to pick up the ice cream, correct? Yes, correct. That's they, they, we gave an allotted time, a window, um, that following Saturday for them to come pick up the ice cream. They basically told me their last name. I looked up the order in square. We got it out of the freezer and I walked outside and laid it down on the sidewalk and they picked it up. That is amazing. And you did this work yourself, I guess. No yes. employees were involved because you had no employees at this part. Is that yes, correct? Yes. So I have um, a really good friend who helped pack the pints. So you sold out. Does that mean you had no ice cream left in the store? Mostly, yes. We had no ice cream left. There was, we actually ran out of pint cups. So I had a little bit left over because we just didn't have anything to pack it in. So what'd you do next? So as people kept coming up, they said, are you going to do this again? And I thought, well, I'll see if I can. We don't make our ice cream. We get it from a small batch ice cream maker out of Baltimore. They're called Taharka Brothers. They're amazing. They sell pints pre-packed. And I thought, okay, well, I'm just going to try to see if I can get pints from them delivered. And then we can do it again next Saturday. Same thing, fundraiser. So you got it from the same supplier. And then you said, hey, we're going to do another fundraiser the following week. Why? I'm sorry, Joe. I have to just ask this. I mean, the fundraiser is extremely altruistic of you. It's very, very nice of you to do. Um, (laughs) But you're a for-profit business. You know, um, you didn't ask for the coronavirus to shut you down. Why wouldn't you at that point said to yourself, you know, I did my good deed and yeah. we raised money for my employees. Now next week we're going to do, we're going to start selling to, to try and, you know, for me, for my business. To, well, to put some I mean, it is, so people are giving tips. So I am, I am getting some revenue for myself from this. So okay. it's not entirely going to employees, all of it. Um, one, so there is some revenue coming in for me. And then two, one, the, everybody wanted it. Everybody that so many people came up, so many people missed out on that, on that. And then so many people came up wanting more. They thought, okay, well, I'm going to try to do this again. Also, I just, I feel even as a business owner, whether it's right or not for my business, I feel a true responsibility for my employees as much as I possibly can. Some of them are very young. Some of them have a family, um, and I thought that they also didn't ask for this <laughs> and I'm going to do my best to do what I can for them. That is, I mean, it's it, extremely admirable. And, and, um, I mean, that, that's, that's awesome stuff. Have, do you know if your employees, uh, you've been in contact with your employees, I'm sure, yes. um, as you give them, have they started to receive unemployment as we're speaking? Most all of them have, I still that's have good. one person who is still having trouble and we're working through that right now. And you're helping that person as well. Yes. 
Wow, that is amazing. Okay, so we're as we're recording this now, we're about five weeks into when your <laughs> store was shut. Yes. Um, yes. You did a couple of your sort of events as it was. Have you reopened? I mean, you're an essential business. You could be open every day um, if you want to. So insanely enough, we are not open every single day, but what we did, so after we were doing these pint sales and it was going pretty well on our neighborhood list, because I live in the neighborhood where my shop is located. Um, and I kept seeing all these people who couldn't get milk at the grocery store, who couldn't get flour, who couldn't get eggs. And I thought, well, I have a restaurant supplier. I can get all this stuff very easily. What, what's, it, what's it to me if I'm already going down there Saturday and doing these pint sales and there already, I might as well just let people throw in a gallon of milk. So that's what I did. And wow. we do it once a week. Once a week, we put a link up and we have produce now, milk, eggs, flour, yeast, uh, I can't even, cheese. <laughs> right. And have you been, and they've been selling, I'm assuming. Yes. It's kind of been overwhelming. Wow. Because we're selling so much um, and there's such a demand for it. I can't, I can't really keep up with the demand, one. And two, the, the pickup process now is getting to the point where I'm going to have to change a little bit the way that we manage the pickup process. So as we stand here now, and you're just doing it on a weekly basis still, you're not open every it's day. It's just once a week. week. So you've yeah. been operating your store once a week. And again, if I can just recap mm -hmm. as well, the since you every week you are selling this stuff, you know, for profit at this point, or is it still all the money or most of the money is going to your employees? So we all of the tips. Um, so people add tips to the orders. Okay. All of the tips are going to the employees. Okay. So it's somewhere I want to say around a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars a week that we're getting for the employees. Got it. That's great. And you're still doing this on your own without any employees right now. I right? have one person helping me. Uh, Julie, to be continued. I have more questions for you about some other funding that you're getting as you're navigating your way through the pandemic. But I think that's it for now. So everybody, for more information about what we discussed today and other coronavirus questions and topics, please visit the Paychex COVID-19 Help Center. The address is paychex.com forward slash coronavirus dash resources. Thanks everyone for listening. My name is Gene Marks. I'm going to be back with Julie on another episode. We're going to talk about a few ways that Julie's getting some funding uh, from the government and other sources to help her navigate her way through this as well and what her experiences has been. So uh, stay tuned. Join us on our next podcast. And thanks very much for joining us. Take care. This podcast is property of Paychex Inc. 2020. All rights reserved.